I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, it is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. You know, we're about to talk about the state of Wisconsin and the Green Bay Packers hiring a new defensive coordinator Jeff Halfley, the head coach of Boston College, who did a nice job at BC, but he is bolting being a college head coach to being a defensive coordinator with the Green Bay Packers. We'll get to that in just a second, and the bigger part of the conversation, how we kind of now control NIL and the transfer portal and how a lot of these coaches are complaining about it but is there merit to their complaints where for so many years the players would be the odd person out of legally getting any of the pie. Now they're starting to get the pie and the coaches are the ones where they're not necessarily saying it's wrong that the players are getting money, but how much chaos and headaches it creates for them. And you see a lot of legendary coaches in college basketball hanging it up uh, in college football. Right, a guy like Chris Peterson retires, and he was on with us a few weeks ago, has no interest of ever really coaching again, it seems like, because of the new era of college football. Nick Saban walks away. That has to factor into the new landscape of college football with the transfer port on the NIL and how you're basically recruiting players to come to your university and then recruiting them every day to stay at your university. And sometimes the player may leave, and it may not be for the best reason. So I'll get back to that. In just a second. But as I mentioned, the state of Wisconsin, there is a loyal listener that we've had back to, I think, the weekend overnights. His name is Jameson in Milwaukee. Now, this dude, Jameson, is a chef. He has a cookie company. And then he also then posts, like, the most delicious photos of food. And it's actually obnoxious, but I appreciate what he does. It's obnoxious that he tweets me all these food items, and I'd be upset if he didn't. But the reason why it's obnoxious is because they all look so good and they all look so gourmet. He just randomly tweeted me at 4.53 p.m. Eastern, fried chicken tacos are the best. And his fried chicken tacos, because he could be a chef at a restaurant and, right, he is, you know, has like this uh, company, they look so bleeping good. And it just triggered this thought. He once sent Hickey and I, like a batch of cookies. And you know, like now, like you have a chocolate chip cookie. All right, there's good chocolate chip cookies. But you know when you then get those mega chocolate chip cookies that I wouldn't even call them just cookies. It's almost as if they're gourmet dessert on steroid cookies. 
So he sent us an entire batch once. And it was like a s'more cookie. And there was fudge in the cookie. It was just so bleeping good. So I'm going to do something I usually don't do on the, on the radio. I'm begging Jameson to send us more cookies. Because I have Moist Mike. I have Stuart Kovacs who have never been able to experience how tasty and how dank these cookies are. These cookies. It, it could be the best cookie that I've ever had. That's how good they were. And they were shipped from Milwaukee. So they went through the mailing process, sent here, multiple day shipping process, you know, getting rattled around in the container, you know, breaking off. And those cookies were just A plus, 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 plus. So our buddy Jameson, who's tweeting and listening in Milwaukee, uh, we welcome all your food photos, but we also hate your food photos because then my mouth is just watering for the duration of the show. Anywho, uh, let's get to Jeff Halfley. So as I just said, leaving Boston College as a head coach, had NFL experience before, and he is going to be the Packers' defensive coordinator. And Pete Thamel, huh, Sparky, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, who runs uh, the fan in Milwaukee, uh, he said uh, the red velvet cookies that Jamison makes are the absolute best. Uh, they were just every, I don't, he sent us like four or five different cookies. I had no clue what I was eating. He could have poisoned me, and that could have been, like, because I usually do not do listener food. But these were so good. He could have poisoned me, and I would have been fine if that was my last dessert. That's you have trust issues. Point. I mean, when Ryan and Santa Barbara sent us ice cream, you also wondered if that was going to be poisoned, and we ended well, up being okay. You got a lot of trust issues about this, about our listeners here. Ryan I mean, and Santa Barbara. Have some Barbara. faith in our people. Now, I do, I'm shocked Ryan and Santa Barbara hasn't called this week. Shocked. He's not called all week. The Niners are going to the Super Bowl. Does Ryan, Like, Jameson is a sane human being. Ryan and Santa Barbara, I don't know how sane Ryan and Santa Barbara is like, I'm not going to get shocked if we land at the airport and Ryan and Santa Barbara is there pretending to be one of the chauffeur guys uh, with the, uh, with the signs. And then he's going to like kidnap us and we won't even make it to radio row. Uh, I'm Mr. Cruzo Wooski. <laughs> you mean uh, coach Krzyzewski? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Luckily your name is easy to pronounce. So we won't get that wrong. Oh, uh, you never know. I get into an Uber now. No one gets my name right. Hi, I'm Mr. Gilb. You mean Zach Gilb? That's basically yeah, that's how me. Shep says it anyway. He goes, Gilb, Gilb, Gilb. Hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I didn't know Mickey Mouse was joining the show. <laughs> that was your Halloween costume. <laughs> See? Uh, but anyway, Pete Thamel says, Jeff Halfley wants to go coach football again in a league that is all about football. That's what a source told Pete Thamel at ESPN. College coaching has become fundraising NIL and recruiting your own team and transfers. There's no time to coach football anymore. So I'm kind of conflicted on this. And the reason why I'm conflicted on this is part of me wants to tell these coaches that make millions and millions and millions of dollars, tough luck that your job got a little bit harder and a lot harder because of the fact that now the players are getting money and they have the freedom to transfer now with this whole legal matter, I guess as many times as they want. So I almost want to say after years of the players getting screwed, suck it up. But then on the other part of it, I do understand how much goes into recruiting. And could you imagine spending three years on a kid to recruit them to come to your college? You get them to commit. And then maybe it's not best that they get on the field right away. And you tell them they have to sit for a year. 
or they get sparing playing time on the field, and then they go up, bleep this coaching staff, I'm out. Like, I get it, it's part of life, but the part that I struggle with here is I wish there were guidelines. I wish there were rules. Like, you see what's going on with Florida State. You know, you see what's going on with Tennessee. Like, all this stuff. It's the Wild West right now. And I do believe the NCAA and the infraction committee is very selective. And they are very selective in what they tend to pursue and what they tend to just kick down the road uh, for many years. And it makes no sense to me why the colleges and the college coaches legally can't facilitate these NIL conversations. And the entire thing, I don't want to say it seems slimy, but even when this was uh, supposed to prevent rule breaking, there's going to be many rules that eventually do get broken because you opened up Pandora's box. But it is clear from a lot of coaches and, and I think there's a difference from older coaches to younger coaches and then coaches that could go one way or another in terms of, okay, they're not that old, but they're not that young. Like, Jay Wright got up and walked away. He was had things rolling at Villanova, made Villanova blue blood, a national brand, and you can't tell me it wasn't NIL in the transfer portal why he elected to go. Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams, yeah, they were at retirement age, but they retired because of the NIL in the transfer portal. Nick Saban... We thought this guy go coach another 5, 10 years. He retired because of the transfer portal and NIL. Chris Peterson's not coming back because of the transfer portal and NIL. So, yes, in one breath, I say, let me play my small violin for these coaches that complain about NIL and the transfer portal. But on the other end, when there's no laws and there's no way to control what's going on, you then wonder if these kids are making the right decisions. Or are they just following the cash? And if you want to follow the cash, you could do that. I think we've all got into a place of life where people follow the cash and you, you, you find out that it's not the best decision for you. But why are you leaving the school if you're leaving the school? What's the motives? And football requires regiment. It requires training. And it requires hard coaching. And I do think it's tough to coach now when you constantly have to be focused on NIL and the transfer portal, and there's limitations on what you could actually do. Like, we really do need a commissioner of college football that's like an actual commissioner that could actually set rules with NIL and the transfer portals, but I don't think we're anywhere close to that happening, and I have no answer to how we would get that to happen and how you would be able to relegate, I guess would be the word, this stuff. But Jeff Halfley, this one's like the real eye-opener. Well, don't get me wrong. Jeff... Uh, can't hold, right, uh, to to anywhere from a legacy standpoint what Saban and Roy Williams and Coach K and Jay Wright have done for their schools and their institutions. But being the head coach of Boston College is like a fine job. You know, he was 6-5, six 6-6, and 3-9, six and 7-6. Six, and and like, it's a fine job, but you go from being a head coach to a defensive coordinator. And we've seen times before people leave a head coaching job in college football at a smaller stage of college football, to go to an offensive coordinating job at a higher level in the Power Five. But Boston College, even though it's not the strength of the Power Five, it is a Power Five job in college football. And this guy's 44 years old, and he's saying, I'm good with being the head coach. I just basically want to get back to coaching football. And maybe he looks at this, 
And maybe his aspiration is to be an NFL head coach. And he's been a defensive back coach. I saw Richard Sherman had a lot of praise uh, for him when he was with the 49ers. You know, he's been the defensive coordinator at Ohio State. He had years in the NFL with Cleveland and, and Tampa Bay. Like, he's been all over the place. And maybe just naturally, he's not liking the shift in college football. He doesn't like the direction of college football. And he understands how difficult it is. And maybe he's saying to himself, I'll go to Green Bay where they didn't like their old defense coordinator. They couldn't stand him. If I have success in Green Bay under a good coach and Matt LaFleur, then maybe when I get to my 50s or my late 40s, I will get my opportunity to be an NFL head coach. Because even though I have conflicting emotions with how when coaches complain about NIL in the transfer portal, I would wholeheartedly agree it's easier to coach in the NFL now than it is in college football. And that wasn't always the case. Because in college football, right, you are the CEO. You could be a my way or a highway type of guy in college football. But now, even in free agency and salary cap and all that stuff, and you have to deal with grown men that could be making more money than you, it's easier to do that than constantly day in and day out grind of recruiting and figuring out this NIL stuff. So I think a lot of people will look at Jeff Halfley's decision and they'll say, what the heck are you doing? Why are you taking a demotion? But it's going to make his personal life easier. And if he has great success as a DC with the Green Bay Packers, he could be an NFL head coach in two to three years from now. And that is a better lifestyle and an easier job to be an NFL head coach than it is to be a college coach. Now, we know that Jim Harbaugh is uh, just got introduced about an hour ago as the new head football coach of the Chargers. He had NFL experience, though, before, right, as a head coach, uh, three NFC title games, and a Super Bowl appearance in four years with the San Francisco 49ers. But you now start to think, because some people go, oh, well, a lot more college guys are just going to jump to the NFL. I don't know if they're going to be welcomed. Like, you want to be an OC or a DC? Yeah, you could be welcomed. Right? You've seen Jimmy Lake. You've seen Jeff Halfley. Like, you could be welcomed jumping from college to the NFL. But a lot of times when the college head coach goes to an NFL head coach, it doesn't end up working well. And we've seen it from a young up-and-coming coach that was a rebuilder, Matt Rule, recently. And then we saw it from a legendary head coach in Urban Meyer, and he didn't even make it through a full season. And I'm just trying to think, like, who are the coaches out there in college right now that could be NFL head coaches one day? Inevitably, Deion Sanders' name will always be brought up. But Coach Prime has even said he doesn't want to be an NFL head coach. He doesn't think he would fit as an NFL head coach. Um, You could say Lincoln Riley, but I think Lincoln Riley so far, the last two years at USC, he hasn't met those standards, and he had Caleb Williams. I guess if Kirby Smart wanted to be a head coach in, in the NFL, someone would hire him. But Kirby Smart doesn't feel like an NFL head coach to me. Dabo, his, his shtick would not work in the NFL. Brian Kelly, his shtick would not work in the NFL as well. I think, you know what? I think this guy is a fake tough guy, and I do think people would see right through him. But if, 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 crying day can turn Ohio State around and turn around his misfortunes at Ohio State, he does have NFL experience. He was with Chip Kelly in Philly. He was with Chip Kelly with the 49ers. 
And there's been rumors for years about Ryan Day making the jump, but you can't turn around Ohio State or get Ohio State back to where they were before you took over. No one's going to to really be blowing up your phone to be an NFL head coach. Like Santer and Stu, I, there's not a name that really resonates with me right now that's in college right now that you could see, okay, I could see them being an NFL head coach one day. And I know a lot of people are going to say, it's an easier lifestyle, but you also need to be wanted by the NFL. And I'm not saying all these head coaches are going to go the Jeff Halfley route, but if you're at a smaller, let's say, Power 5 school and you do have NFL aspirations, maybe you take the pay cut and maybe you take the demotion and not running the show to then go have a good two, three-year run. And I do think Jeff Halfley, like, let's say if Jeff Halfley wants to be an NFL head coach. I don't think he's getting hired from Boston College to be an NFL head coach. I don't. But him going to the NFL, and let's say he has success in Green Bay three years from now, I don't think people are going to be like, oh, that was a college head coach. They're going to say, oh, he was a kick-ass defensive coordinator, and that's why they're hiring him to be a head coach in the NFL. So that's just the way that I think about it. A couple names that stand out. Listen, I, your point is 100% accurate, right? We're seeing it in the college basketball, college football. Like, this NIL stuff, it's changing, and it's... I love the idea of guys getting paid. I love the idea of players being able to move freely because they're college students. If I want to transfer from one school to another, I could transfer, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. have to sit out a year before I can enter my you know algebra classes or whatever classes I would be taking, history classes. So I like them being able to, to transfer. I like them being able to make money. I like that, but it is really making it too difficult for coaches to sustainably do what they have to do to to build winning programs. But a couple names that do stand out to me, we talk about maybe being able to make that jump. We've talked for a couple years about maybe Lincoln Riley. I know his star is down a little bit. I could see Lincoln Riley in the NFL. Dabo Sweeney, a guy who's not embracing NILs and Transfer Portal. I could see him moving to the NFL more because he's not embracing that that style of of the new college football system. But he's a preacher. Preachers don't work in the NFL. They don't. Yeah. He's a my way or highway guy. I think the but Pete first Carroll speech was kind of viewed similarly when he when he made the jump to. I, I think Dabo is, but Pete had NFL head coaching experience before. I think Pete is more comparable. I mean, I, excuse me. I think Dabo would be more like Urban Meyer. I think it would be a disaster that quickly compared to having success like Pete Carroll. But there's not like there used to be. We used to do this segment three four years ago, and we had plenty of names. Like, there were names of guys with speculation. Pat Fitzgerald, remember, was coveted for years. Um, Even with the Green Bay Packers to maybe be an NFL coach. Like, there used to be a lot of names. Yeah, I could see why there's an appeal to leave college to go to the NFL, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of candidates. Lane Kiffin making his return, maybe. But I mean, uh, he had, he, he you're had trying to give a, Stu a heart attack? Seriously. You're trying not, to kill Stu? You know what? He's not going to come back with the Raiders. We damn, we damn yeah. well know that after he burnt, burnt some bridges on the way out. But... Listen, you're not wrong. Uh, you know, maybe Jimbo Fisher makes his return to the NFL. <laughs> you know, guys, uh, let me tell you, we're going to run this play. We're going to do this. James Franklin. I can see that. I'm just trying to get into your skin. I'm just pushing buttons. Jeez. Pushing buttons. You know what? You I'll, know, I'll Penn th- State's going to go 9-3 and three and make the playoffs, by the way. <laughs> let, me, let me throw one out there. I'll throw one out there. What about Saban? Uh, 71... I know it was not good in Miami. Never had his quarterback and went right back to Alabama. Saban, or, or went to Alabama. Saban just walked away. You're telling me there's not an owner or two next year that will at least call 
Nick Saban and say, hey, do you want to try to give that head coaching in the NFL one more chance? Because that's the only thing that Nick Saban hasn't done well in his illustrious career. And I don't know if that, like, if you get the right owner, like Shad Khan, who was hell-bent on getting Urban Meyer there, if you get an owner like that that is hell-bent to get Nick Saban, I don't think he would say no. You know what? My initial reaction was no. You you talk about it. Like, he still if, wants to coach. If he still enjoys coaching, and you know, maybe like a year or two away being on the air, and he's like, I still have the itch. I can get into the NFL because some team's going to want him. Mm-hmm. And not have to deal with the BS that I was dealing with towards the end of my tenure there, and I can still just coach. You know what? I could see it. Yeah, the I best. Could, I could see it. The best line was Jalen Milrow reacted to uh, the retirement of Nick Saban. He's like, "Well, he's 28 years from 100, so <laughs> we gotta let him go enjoy his life." And I don't think I need to see Saban in the NFL. It would be fun to talk about. It. It'd be fun to to cover. But at this point, when you're 72. And you've, you've brought this much joy to so many people. I want you to just enjoy your life. Like, enjoy the rest of your life and enjoy retirement and enjoy your family. That's what I would say to Nick Saban. So. I did see some videos of him trying to boogie board a few years back. His daughter posted some videos of him having fun on vacation. Really? And it was him trying to boogie board. And basically, it was him getting on a boogie board and a wave just knocking him over and tossing him Nick into the water. Nick Saban? Yeah. I've never seen this video. The only video I've seen where Nick Saban was having a good time is when he was dancing and doing, I think it was the uh, electric slide, I want to say, or the Cupid shuffle uh, with with some recruits and uh, their family, which was just awesome. Anyway, Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law and you can stream the NFL and West One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every West One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open West One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. The Commanders have made their underwhelming hire of Dan Quinn. I know a lot of people will think that's a very negative thing that I just said. I don't call it negativity. I would just say that I think it's a fine hire. Like, 
You think that's negative? That's pretty. I mean, it's underwhelming. You called it a C plus. That's pretty negative. I, I don't know what you did in school, but a C plus is pretty good to me. No, if I got a C plus, I was getting a lashing. Yeah, but like seriously though, we were told Ben Johnson, and then Ben Johnson bows out. You have Vrabel available. You want to tell me you didn't want Belichick because. Bill Belichick is a my way or the highway, and he would never work with Adam Peters and wouldn't care for Josh Harris. All right, I could live with that. But when Vrabel's available and everyone said you were going to get Ben Johnson and then you don't get Ben Johnson, is Dan Quinn really the best that you could do? Like, solid coach, fine coach. You know, coach a team to a Super Bowl. Hired the right offensive coordinator to... Get the most out of Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan was an MVP under his tutelage. But Dan Quinn, I think what his agent tried to tell you he was, he wasn't. Because the last two, three years, his name has been attached to every job. And let's just call it what it is. Dan didn't get offered those jobs. He presented it like, oh, I want to go back to Dallas, and I'm not ready to leave Dallas right now. But there were, what, eight jobs available this cycle? And finally, it took the last team when they got rejected by Ben Johnson to say, okay, we'll hire you. I, I said it earlier. I'll say it again. What's a, what's a gift that, like, someone wants? You, you got a gift that, that, that you want me to get you, Samter? Yeah, it's called a McLaren F1. Okay. So let's say I told you that I was going to get you that. And then I go, ah, happy holidays. Thanks for uh, doing some great work. Here is a very nice... Button down. Like, you look good in it. Yeah, it's nice button down. It's expensive. But when you ask for something all the way up here and you get something in the middle, it doesn't mean the middle is bad. It doesn't mean that the hire was a wrong one. Like, I'm not trashing the hire. But when I'm told it was going to be exciting, I'm told there was palpable buzz. Oh, the commanders know what they're doing. They got the hotshot young GM and Adam Peters. Uh, they have a new owner in Josh Harris. You got that POS in, um, in, in Daniel Snyder out of the organization. Like when that's all the stuff I was being told and you're going to make the big splash, this isn't a big splash. This is like medium-sized waves. That's what it is. There's no big splash here. And that's out of all these teams. That had job openings. I thought the commanders were going to make a big splash. Because this is the first time for Josh Harris to kind of make his mark in the NFL. GM was successful. Very much praise. You know, in the draft, he's going to take a quarterback at two. But it's a three-step process. GM, coach, and quarterback. GM hire was met with two thumbs up. We'll see if it ends up working. The coach hire was like, eh, it's not bad, but it's not great. Well, the other part for me also, and we, and I'm sure you talked about this while I was gone, the guys they interviewed, right, they, were, they didn't even interview Vrabel. They didn't even interview Belichick. So let's say, like, after Ben Johnson says no to them, Raheem Morris was a guy that they wanted. He went to the Falcons. Yeah. Mike McDonald went to the Seahawks. Bobby Slowick decided to stay with the Texans, right? They interviewed Biennemi, who was there, who's been up for coaching jobs for years. I'm surprised that he wasn't given more of a serious opportunity. However, well, let me just say this. I, I don't believe Eric Bieniemy is ever going to be an NFL head At coach. this point, if you can't get it, 
by being the Chiefs OC mm-hmm. and then your own team. Where he was fine in the beginning you? of the year, middle of the year, and then at the end of the yeah. year, they just didn't have enough. And yeah. and don't get me wrong. I'm not anti-Eric Bieniemy. I would love to see Eric Bieniemy as a head coach. But after years and years and years of his stock being high and he didn't get a job, eventually your stock, your stock falls. And now it's like, okay, he's a good coach, but... I think him being the hot name in the hiring cycle is clearly phased out by now, especially judging by this last hiring cycle. So at the end of the day, you look at these guys. McDonald chose the Seahawks over the Commanders. Raheem Morris chose the Falcons over the Commanders. Ben Johnson decided not to leave. Sloak decided not to leave. They were interested in Aaron Glenn. How many teams who have a potential franchise-caliber quarterback waiting in the wings with that number two pick, whether it's Caleb Williams, Drake May, or Jaden Daniels, whoever you think it might be, Mm -hmm. you have the potential to build your franchise with a brand-new number two overall pick, starting quarterback, a guy who, like Drake May, who's been slotted number two for a year and a half. People have been talking about him being the guy right behind Caleb Williams. It's an attractive job. So the fact that they all said no to them makes me wonder something else is going on. But the fact that they didn't interview Belichick or Vrabel at all, because once all their big names were off the list, once Morris and Johnson McDonald were off the list, they were left with Glenn, Anthony Weaver, Quinn, or Biennemi. They didn't even have the... Unless they went back to the, the conference... And none of those and are elite interv- names. Right. Like, why didn't they even like bring Vrabel in just to test the waters? Bring Belichick in to test the waters. And if you decide afterwards, like, mm-hmm. all right, like the Falcons did... This isn't going to work, so be it. But at least you have that interview under your belt, and you're done, and you can move on to the next step. If they decided, you know what, let's bring in Vrabel now because our top three guys all went somewhere else or decided not to come to us, to start that process with Vrabel now, it would take weeks before they can hire Mm -hmm. him. Why not bring Vrabel and Belichick in before? That's where they screwed up, not by interviewing these list of great assistant names, Mm -hmm. but by not interviewing Belichick and Vrabel, they put themselves in a position to have this underwhelming hire of Quinn as their best option left. the only one thing that I'll just say, just because this came out today with Diana Rossini, during the hiring process in Washington, Bill Belichick was considered for the job, per sources. The commander spoke with him, and he had support from decision makers. In the end, Dan Quinn is their choice. Now, that comes out after the fact. Diana Rossini, though, is a great reporter, so I'll believe what she says. So I guess they talked to him, but that's not an official interview. But I don't, the one that bugs me here, and as Emmett Smith would say, makes me hot. It makes me hot is that they didn't even interview Mike Vrabel. Like, you can't tell me Dan Quinn. You'd rather have Dan Quinn in the year of 2024 than Mike Vrabel. Now, maybe Vrabel just wasn't interested. Maybe they tried and he just had no interest. But I just look at this and I keep on going back to the word underwhelming. And really, in the NFC East right now, and I'll, I'll circle back to this poll question that we have that's at Gilbat CBS Sports Radio. The Commanders hired Dan Quinn. So which NFC East coach do you have the most confidence in? McCarthy with the Cowboys, Sirianni with the Eagles, Quinn with the Commanders, Brian Dayball with the Giants. Before I get to the results, let's just go around the room here. Stu, who's the coach of the NFC East that you have the most confidence in now? Uh, It's McCarthy. I think it is McCarthy. Samter, coach of the NFC East that you have the most confidence in? I think it's Sirianni. I still think it's Sirianni. Boyle? Sirianni. As much as I don't like Nick Sirianni, I think he's the best head coach. Boyle just said something positive about Philadelphia. Remember where you are, folks. This is a historic day on CBS Sports Radio. It's the first day of February in the year of 2024, and Pat Boyle finally uttered a positive word about someone in Philadelphia. Yeah, I saw my shadow. 
Yeah. Saw my shadow. I've come out into the light here. Um, not I, Let me rephrase. Not that I think he's the best coach. I think with the roster they have, the success they had last year, mm-hmm. I think the, you know, kicking the, the coordinators out of the building and kind of starting fresh, I think is going to work for the Eagles. I think they bounce back next year. So okay. I think they'll be the best team. So I'm going McCarthy, and it's not a ringing endorsement for McCarthy. Dan Quinn, I think, is... A nine and eight, ten and seven coach at best. Brian Dayball, great first year, some people skills behind the scenes that are problematic, and they just don't have talent. I don't see how the Giants are any good next year. Sirianni, what does he do? Like McCarthy calls the play. They literally asked him that at his press conference. Yeah, because they basically said, I'm Howie Roseman. I hold the left string of the puppet. I am Jeffrey Lurie. I hold the right string of the puppet. And the puppet is Nick Sirianni. And Nick Sirianni has a new offensive coordinator who is uh, Kellen Moore, who's, I think, one of the more overrated offensive minds in the league. And then you bring in Vic Fangio, who would have been the D.C. last year if Gannon didn't screw them. But Fangio's calling the plays. Moore's on the offense. And now the one thing Sirianni has to do is not cause chaos in the locker room. And this past year, the Eagles locker room was so chaotic. So I can't even trust him to not be a doormat and at least rally the troops together. You want to delegate, I'm fine with delegating. Don't get me wrong. But you got to do something. And there's McCarthy, who I know is going to win 11, 12 games next year. And then in the postseason, at most, they'll they'll go as the divisional round. So I, I do go McCarthy. But I hold, I hold my nose when I say that. And I don't like any of these coaches. I, I don't love any of these coaches. I think at best, all these coaches, I know Sirianni got to a Super Bowl, but if they get to an NFC title game, I think that's great success for all four. Well, forget about Quinn and forget about Dayball. But for the Cowboys and the Eagles, I don't believe in McCarthy or Sirianni to get the job done in those spots to win a Super Bowl. Now, I mean, again, don't don't you think, though, that Nick Sirianni, as a head coach, as a leader, don't you think that at their worst, which was they lost, what, six out of their final seven games? Yeah, they were 10-1 and, and, and then got one blasted in the wild card mm-hmm. game. Don't you think he's somewhere in between that and a, a, a coach that's in the Super Bowl, which at worst is, you know, this better than McCarthy? I underrated the departure, but I think Shane Steichen was a big reason for that. Okay. So if Kellen Moore could be that guy, but Kellen Moore is supposed to be a head coach. And then he had to go run away from Dallas. And then Dak had all the success this past year. They did nothing with the Chargers. And now this guy's supposed to be the savior in Philadelphia. I, I, I don't usually advocate for a coach to get fired when three years it's been three playoffs and they were in a Super Bowl a year ago. But in the Sirianni case, I, I do. that team has the most upside. They have the best roster. They got the best team. But I don't think they have the right leader of men to get the job done. And when you walk in with your, your players' uniforms – and you act like a player, then the players treat you like a player. And I'm not saying you can't be a player's coach, but you got to be more like a D'Amico Ryans. You got to be more like a Dan Campbell where you're not getting walked over by your players. And I think the players took a lot of advantage over Nick Sirianni this past year. All right, here are the results so far. Uh, 21% say Mike, uh, let me do this in order. Uh, Dan Quinn at 20%, Mike McCarthy at 21%, Brian Dayball, at 24%, and then 35% say uh, Boyle's best friend, Nick Sirianni. Commander Sire, Dan Quinn, so which NFC East coach do you have the most confidence in? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You could always get in on the poll question at Zach Gale, CBS Sports Radio. When we come on back, 
the top five destinations for Mike Vrabel to coach next year since he won't be coaching as a head coach in the NFL this year. Update time. Here he is, Patty Boyle. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All righty, wrapping up shop. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. You know, what's the most surprising thing that has happened this NFL offseason in terms of coaching? Is it Belichick not getting a job? Is it Vrabel not getting a job? Or if it's Pete Carroll not getting a job? And the way that I would order that, and you guys kind of be checks and balances here. Tell me if you disagree. I would. I disagree. <laughs> Man, you producers around here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I would say number one would be Vrabel because he's young. I'm not saying he's, the, he's a better head coach than Belichick, but he's younger. And a lot of people thought he was going to go to New England, but then New England had this deal with Gerard Mayo. But I thought someone out, like at least the commanders or the Seahawks, one of them would have hired him. Maybe he just didn't want a job this, this cycle. But I would say Vrabel would be one, Belichick would be two, and Carroll would be three. I I think Carroll not getting a job is the least surprising. He still wanted to coach, but I think he wants to go about this the right way, which I don't know if there's a right way, where he just wants his contract, I guess, to run out with the Seahawks, and then he'll just take a job somewhere else next year or try to get a job somewhere else next year in whatever advisory role that they created for him. So I'm least surprised that Carroll is not coaching. But I would say I'm most surprised by Vrabel and then second most surprised by Belichick. I I would uh, agree on Carroll. I would probably close swap Vrabel and Belichick only because Vrabel was 10 games under 500 the last two years. I understand there have been injuries and there were issues and Mm -hmm. quarterback stuff, but it wasn't like his Titans teams were gangbusters. They had a couple years, 11 wins, 12 wins. They had that nice run to the... The, AFC the, the surprising game. run, right? So mm-hmm. it wasn't like they were like this dominant team. And they followed up with a one seed. Correct. So so he had two good years. Yes, I get it. But he, he had won. three really good years, I would say. So he was nine and seven, nine and seven, eleven and five, twelve and five, seven and ten, six and mm-hmm. eleven. So yeah. he had like two really good years. And but two, that nine win years when he got to the AFC Championship game, I'm pretty right. sure. So at the end of the day, I, I I'm surprised by it, but it's Bill Belichick. 
Yeah. Right? And so I was more surprised that Belichick parted ways with the Pats. I thought they'd be able to work it out. But once he parted ways... Well, he didn't just, part ways with the Pats. The Pats parted ways with him. I, I thought <laughs> they would be able to figure it out and work it out and just mm-hmm. be like, it's freaking Bill Belichick. At the end of the day, once he was gone from New England, I thought it was a shoe in that any of the seven or eight teams that were looking for a coach was going to take him, especially when Florio midseason mm-hmm. was saying commanders want to trade for him, yeah. that the Falcons had interviewed him multiple times, that he really liked the Chargers job also. Like, it seemed inevitable he was so, going to go somewhere. So two things. Harbaugh, I had no problem the Chargers hiring him. I think it's a home run hire. So that takes the Chargers out of it. The thing with Belichick, though, his biggest downfall is his hubris, right? Overconfidence that leads to someone's downfall. He put all of his eggs in the basket of the Falcons because Arthur Blank wanted him. But then other people in that organization said, I don't know if we should uh, bring him, Bill, because they knew then they would be out of the organization within a year because Bill's going to do his thing his way. And I don't think Bill's going to adapt. I do think Bill will coach again. But Bill is going to have to give the presence that he's changed and adapt. And I think that's very tough for someone as accomplished as Bill Belichick where he's been able to do whatever he wanted for 20 years to be able to present that. But ultimately, get on TV, he'll smile like one time and he'll get a job next year. Now, for Vrabel, these are my five destinations for him next year. I'll throw the Steelers out there in at number five. He played for the Steelers. I don't believe the Steelers will move on from Mike Tomlin, but if Tomlin wants to move on from them, right, you've had Noel, you've had um, uh, Cower, and then you've had uh, Tomlin. I could see maybe Tomlin saying, okay, I'm more out than the Steelers getting me uh, moving on for me. And maybe it's a Tomlin decision to reset. And if that's the case a year from now, Vrabel would be right at the top of their list. Number four, I think it's the Chicago Bears. They're going to have the number one overall pick. That's going to be an attractive, attractive destination. Vrabel got to an AFC title game and also had a one seed with Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback. And you could be working with Caleb Williams with the number one overall pick. Eberflus doesn't have success this year. Poles, even though he's made a nice foundation, they don't have success this year. Maybe they're moving on from a GM and a head coach this time next year. Then you get to the fun teams. Like, I think the Steelers are a wild card. I think the Bears are a wild card. The Buffalo Bills in at number three. I don't believe the Bills want to move on from Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott has done some really good things in Buffalo. I do believe the Bills are afraid to see what life is like without Sean McDermott because of how long the playoff drought was before he got there, like nearly two decades, and then all they do now is make the playoffs. And then let's just say this Bills team underachieves once again or they're disappointing the playoffs once again. Is that the final straw that breaks the camel's back where you go, okay, now we have to move on from Sean McDermott. So I would monitor the Bills. Number two, it's the Dallas Cowboys. The reason why the Cowboys aren't one is because I ultimately do think Bill Belichick is coaching them next year. But for Dallas, McCarthy disappoints in the postseason again. Jerry Jones looking for maybe go an older coach, a younger, more energetic coach. Mike Vrabel checks off a lot of boxes. And the Cowboys have a, a lot of resource and a lot of good players already on that roster. And the number one, Man, I think Philadelphia, you want a coach that really embodies the city? Mike Vrabel is that dude. Mike Vrabel would be that guy for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I have a tough time thinking that Sirianni a year from now is back as the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. But also, 
Then you get into, will Howie Roseman be able to coexist with Mike Vrabel? And maybe that's the underrated part of this story. Maybe because we all like Vrabel, and Vrabel is like that, he's a, a player's coach, but he's not a doormat. And we had Chad Brown on the other day, who the former teammate said he's the smartest guy in the room, and sometimes that does scare off people, especially when you have these brainiacs as the GM. So I would say the five destinations of Vrabel next year that I look for, Steelers five, Bears four, Bills three, Cowboys two, Eagles one. I'm surprised you're not leaving in uh, uh, the Buckeyes as an option to go back to his home college Fair. to play after crying days, going to lose again to an undermanned Michigan team with all the transfers and all the recruits they got there in Columbus. And if they yeah. lose again, days gone and Vrabel's coming in. Can I make an early uh, admission in February that you could uh, subject to change on this? The Buckeyes will beat Michigan this year. Uh, well, I don't want to say that. That wasn't what I was going to say. But what I was going to say basically <laughs> you implies say, but that. You're not gonna. <laughs> I, as much as I despise Ryan Day, and I think he is a fake tough guy and a fraud, and I think he's a loser head coach, even though he's only like lost like eight or nine games in his career. But hey, uh, what Ohio State was isn't any anything what it was uh, close to be under Urban Meyer. Uh, I don't. I actually do believe in the Buckeyes this year. Early, early, early offseason take. I actually think the Buckeyes are. They'll probably end up choking in the college football playoff, but I think they're going to make a lot of noise in the regular season. That schedule is soft. It is soft serve ice cream this year, their schedule. So anyway, that's Zach Gilb show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll be back tomorrow on a busy, busy, busy Friday. Do we call tomorrow a football Friday? I don't think so. With the Pro Bowl and a week away from the Super Bowl. We'll talk a lot of football. I'm just not calling it's it the football Pro Bowl Friday. Games. It's not even the Pro Bowl anymore. Yeah, it's Fugazi. Stu? Thank you, Samter. Welcome on back. Thank you to each one of you for listening to the show. We'll talk manana at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. We out. Bye-bye. Peace. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.